Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Excadratate Podcast. It's time to think things out. That's right. That's my little cub telling you it's time to for the Excadratate Podcast. And I want to just briefly explain. Um, been on a little bit of a hiatus and a little bit of a retooling, tra- taking a look at the things that we've been doing with the um, with the Excadratate Podcast. And really came to the conclusion that we, we need to do a little bit more regular content releases. And so I've been writing and tooling up for that. And uh, one of the things that were requested by a few people were was that we would do some shorter segments um, and try to post them up more regularly. And so really with uh, adding our, uh, our channel to YouTube <clears throat> and to working on that, uh, it made a lot of sense for a lot of reasons that I won't explain bother to fully explain but it but it made a lot of sense and in, in making the show accessible to people is one of the goals and so um here we are with a with some one of the shorter segments that'll be up on youtube and up on the podcast site and uh available in your apple podcast store and i believe your google um podcast app i can't remember the name of it but that's okay at any rate um so i wanted to talk to you today if I could, for just a brief time, let's say 15 to 18 minutes is the goal here, uh, about a big subject, um, but just taking a small slice of it that I think I can distill um, quickly or discuss this one point rather quickly. Um, And so that's what I'm going to attempt to do. Uh, Take a big subject, take a small slice, and be able to just think out that small slice in the allotted time. So recently uh, I've seen it written several times in response to things that I've written on social media. Um, I've seen it said by a few leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention or former leaders more accurately at the current moment. And I've heard uh, numerous other people say this in response to criticisms of of critical race theory or CRT and intersectionality, um, but in particular in relation to critical race theory, that it is just an analytical tool. <clears throat> now, this statement, um, well, it blows my mind, and I'm I'm going to explain why. But but I'd like to run through maybe what analytical tools are and make it a little bit more concrete if I could. You know, there's a series of of tools, measurement tools that you use, which which are essentially, um, they're analytical tools, you could say. They're tools that let you know how to interact with your world and or help you figure out how to interact with your world. And so in that aspect, they're, they're measurement tools or, or reality gauging tools, uh, however you want to call it. Right, those measurement tools are actually analytical, <clears throat> in a sense, or based off of um, observation and measurement of of real things. Um, so, for instance, let me give you let me give you one that that was kind of uh, not concrete. So here's the concrete part. Okay, a watch in some aspects can be considered a tool. It's a tool that helps you measure time. And the accuracy of your watch, although people have watches down to the second and down to the tenth of a second variance in a year and et cetera, um, 
you know, generally, and generally speaking, you need your watch to be okay accurate. But if you have a, but not not necessarily highly super accurate for most things. However, if you're if you're uh, NASA and you're launching a space shuttle and you're making calculations for the thrust of shuttles and other things like that, the chances are the accuracy of your wristwatch is not going to cut it. Or most wristwatches for certain is not going to cut it uh, in terms of the quality of measurement analytical tool they need. But if you ever had a broken watch, a watch that either was slow, very slow, or uh, you've had a broken watch that just didn't read the right time, it's hard for you to get places when you're supposed to be there. It's hard for you to know what time it is with a broken watch. I want to I, I want to take a look at maybe another tool. Um, and and for the young people, they're going to think this was that that our GPSs were always on our cell phone. And when I started thinking through this, I was thinking about the the old GPS that I have with the little the the suction mount cup, you know, the pop, <laughs> the 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 pop suction cup and and stuff. And you put it up on your windshield, and and it would tell you where to go, and you know, the different name brand ones. And they were pretty great, um, especially me. I was a student who was living in Boston and I was raised in the Philadelphia area and I didn't know my way around Boston and I love my Boston folks, but um, they're not at all helpful with directions in Boston. Not even a little bit. Nope, not helpful. And so that GPS helped me get around a lot. But I had a problem with that one. When I got downtown, it would it would start to go haywire and I wasn't sure where I was uh, on that map because my little dot would be jumping around streets and it would just go a little bonkers. And it was, well, it wasn't helpful downtown at all, you know, but the GPS could be broken in another way. A GPS, if you could imagine, could always lead you to the same destination. Imagine you had one where the destination was locked and it can only ever tell you how to get to that one place. Uh, you could see the problem with that, right? And it's a tool it's an analytical tool to help you analyze the the streets and the the world that you live in for proper directions on where to go. But it can be broken. We can see, in, like I said, in two quick ways. Um, besides just, you know, having a busted screen, <laughs> uh, it could it could not know where you are to begin with, which is not helpful or it could always lead to the wrong destination. And that definitely wouldn't be helpful. I want to give you one more thing that's really an analytical tool. A ruler or a tape measure. Actually, I'm going to give you two more things. A ruler or a tape measure is an analytical tool. It's a measurement tool that helps you analyze your world. And if you are like me and you've ever worked in the trades or you like to build stuff, and I do like to build stuff from time to time I make things. I've made some furniture in the past and done some other stuff like that. You'd know uh, the old adage is measure twice, cut once. The The reason being is that you don't want to cut a lot of extra cuts and make a lot of mistakes 
and have to buy a ton of extra material or just ruin hours and hours of work with a careless cut. So, you know, I had this, uh, <laughs> I thought of this one because I had this tape measure and uh, I was I was working down in the D.C. area and I don't know how this happened, but the Home Depot had an all metric tape measure on the shelf and I didn't catch it. And uh, the units of measurement, what it was measuring, theoretically is the same. It's measuring distance, but the units of measurement weren't at all the same. And so the scale was wrong. And and uh, it led to some mistakes being made on the job before I caught it. And the instant I, I did it, I thought to myself, oh, what, what was I doing with that tape measure? And then I looked at it closer and I was like, oh. That's just unreal. You didn't notice that? Because that analytical tool was necessary for making the proper cuts and putting things in their proper places. And the fact that it was measuring in a unit um, that I didn't account for was a big problem. And that the rest of the units that the system wasn't made to measure in. Now, I want one more because I'm, and I'm going to tie this all back in, and I hope you're following with me still. You could take a thermometer, right? And a thermometer tells you your temperature. And it can tell you the temperature of a lot of different things, like your cook, your food. There's special thermometers now that go wireless probes into your meat so that you can always, always, always grill and smoke your meats or oven cook your meats or whatever to the perfect internal temperature and not worry about it. Just if you're cooking without one at this point, I don't know, you hate good food, maybe? At any rate, thermo <laughs> maybe. Thermometers are phenomenal. Uh, they're great for when you need to know if you're sick too uh, or if you're running a fever. And you know, a thermometer can always give the wrong temperature uh, that would be a problem. You might not think that you were that sick. You might not think that you had a fever if your thermometer was reading too cool. See, and, and that could have real-world impacts. And the point is, is that all these things are analytical tools or measurement tools that help you engage your world. So when somebody says that critical race theory is only an analytical tool as a wave off, as if to say it's not important in any way, it makes me shake my head in wonderment because I think to myself, in what universe are analytical tools not seriously important? What an asinine thing to say. How incredibly ignorant is it to say that as a wave off, to say it is just an analytical tool as if analytical tools themselves are completely benign or pointless or, or well, I, let's just stick with maybe what they're going for is benign things. And it's like, no, it, it, it's not that. We need to know if something's an analytical tool, we, know, we need to know that it analyzes correctly. And the problem is, and I picked these things that I picked for a sp particular reason, critical race theory is a horrible analytical tool. Critical race theory is, is, okay, a broken watch because it doesn't actually have a grip on what time and era the people 
who are applying it are operating in. They do not understand the difference between the past and the present and how the differences between the past and the present should cause us to move forward differently. And so it's got a horrible sense of time. And it's still taking Karl Marx's classist fights and arguments from whence they came out of economic class and applying them to race. Now, Marx's uh, insanity belongs back in the 18th century. It belongs far, 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 far away. Look, they've had that Marxism and Marxist conflict theory and Marx's idea of tribalizing people to somehow um, eliminate tribe tribal feelings economically that that should be dead and gone look they killed their hundreds of millions that's enough let's stop screwing with this guy's ideas people it's not time for that anymore let's quit but okay so so that's the time aspect it's broken according to time it's a broken gps and it's a broken gps for two reasons one is it presents a horribly inaccurate picture of where we currently are not just when we are, but where we are. There seems to be some sort of lack of acknowledgement of the significant growth and how we actually got to the significant growth and improvement with racial issues. And it wasn't by tribalizing us and focusing first on race. No, it was insisting on individual dignity and individual rights for all people. And yes, that did mean that it at the points that we're fighting it, it's sometimes that, that certain groups uh, need to be spoken to louder because their rights are being trampled on. I can agree with that, but it's never based on any sort of concept of group rights. That's a misunderstanding of how we've moved forward, how people move forward. It doesn't, it doesn't know where, where we are and it doesn't know where it's going. Tribalism has never Breaking people apart and focusing on group identities has never improved harmony anywhere. Not long term. It does not work. You cannot get there from here. That's something that um, I heard in Boston a few times. <laughs> it makes me laugh thinking about that GPS and thinking about asking for directions and somebody say that. But using that analytical tool of CRT, you're never going to get, we're never going to get there. Never. We're never going to get to to more a larger sense of liberty for all people. We're never going to get to a more equal society. Because critical race theory is a broken GPS that doesn't know where we are and doesn't know where it's going, where we're going. And as an analytical tool, it always says the destination for every problem that they can analyze, the answer to it is structural racism that is the basic tenant that has been part of critical race theory since Derek bell and angela davis and, and really honestly it goes all the way back through to before it was even called critical race theory picked up by uh by lawyers and and um and legal theorists uh you know and then adapted by other people before that it was in theology and liberation theology and marxist ideology that blended uh you know, and it was there. All those ideas have been there since the beginning um, of critical race theory that the answer is always, 
The answer is always somehow racism, discrimination, oppression. The answer is never anything else. It's just part of its inheritance from Marx. And at any rate, so it's a broken watch. It's a broken GPS. I covered that. It's a broken tape measure because it can't build with, you cannot build with it. It is taking measurements in things that do not lead to productive results. What I mean by that is this. If you measure things strictly along the lines of of comparison of outcomes, okay, and, and if an unequal outcome means that somehow there's been discrimination, oppression, there's an unequal society, and you can just apply that across whole racial groups, then you're really not measuring what's happening in the lives of real people. And Thomas Sowell, uh, he does, he writes a lot on the subject, and I, I really encourage you to think about this and to take a look at it. One of the things that he does when he analyzes statistics on these issues, whether it be race or wealth distribution or other things, one of the things he says constantly is you have to look at real people over time and not allow statisticians and people to to deceive you by convincing you that the group moves the same throughout all time. And what he means by that is that a real person, for instance, a real person may start their lives poorer and, and in general will start their adult lives significantly poorer than they end their adult lives. But people will say, well, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And Thomas Sowell's point is, but are they the same per people throughout their life? And when you start analyzing the numbers like that, you find, well, there's a few that are, but actually most people's wealth increases with age significantly. And that's to be what we expect. And it paints a completely different picture. Uh, you know, not all, but a lot of our issues with race have to take into account the fact that we are dealing with real people and individuals and that taking a big snapshot of the data from the perspective of race alone is not giving us a good picture on how to make improvements or things to change. Um, it's not helpful. It's a wrong measurement and it's a measurement that can't build because primarily just as Karl Marx's systems have proved throughout the world, when people have tried to implement his ideas uh, on economics and other issues, what we found out is it can only cause deprivation. It can only cause loss. It only causes suffering. It does not build great things. It does not make great things because in essence, conflict theory is destructive. In any ideology that has conflict theory uh, as part of its analytical tool set, regardless of what they, what they apply it to, is going to cause destruction. It will cause destruction. It is not a tool even meant for building, though they would protest that it is. And so when somebody tells you that the critical race theory is just an analytical tool, I want you to know it's a bad analytical tool. And I, I didn't forget the thermometer, <laughs> but you know what? On second thought, I guess I didn't really need to add it because I don't think that you need a thermometer to tell that critical race theory is a steaming pile of horse crap. You can see that for yourself. And the people who are telling you it's just an analytical tool, they're the ones just raking the manure. Thanks for joining me for this short blast, and I'll catch you next time on the Excogitate Podcast.